Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. Hope you all have had a fantastic Christmas. Um, I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by Tommy Walker. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas and do we say Happy New Year? Will this be out by the New Year? Not this sure. This will be out before the New Year. Before um, the New Year. Yes. Well, have a great night tonight <laughs> or, whenever you're, or whenever you're listening. Yeah, or we hope you had a great New Year if you listen after the New Year. But yeah, <clears throat> we hope you're having a great holiday period anyway. Perfect. Yeah, so this this episode we are going to be looking at the New Year's Day games, of which there are only actually three um, this year. And then the Saturday games, so the 2nd of January, uh, there's pretty much a full fixture list. So I'm a bit disappointed that there's not a whole load of New Year's Day games and they've pushed them back a day till the Saturday. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I always hated New Year's Day fixtures. As a fan, and as a Nottingham Forest fan, for anyone new to the pod, having to get up on New Year's Day and go to, I don't know, Cardiff, or go to Sheffield, when it just it's just a palaver. But now we're... Heavy night before, yeah, well. now, now we're all in the situation that we're in. Like, yeah, I'd love a lot more football on New Year's Day. It's a bit of a shame. But anyway, um, so we're going to go through each of the leagues looking at our betting highlights. Uh, Before we get into it, it's worth saying as ever, this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and enter the code FBP20 at the checkout, you'll get 20% off your order and free shipping. Lovely stuff. Uh, happy to get our teeth sunk in, Tom. Uh, take it away with the Premier League. Yeah, so for Friday, that's the 1st of Jan, um, two games. First one, Everton against West Ham United. Everton 10-11, to West Ham 3-1 to and the draw 5-2. to um, Everton have won four on the spin. It's lifted them to fourth in the league with a game in hand on a few clubs. Uh, do you think that uh, they can get a fifth win here against West Ham or is it something that you kind of will just watch without a bet on? I'm a bit unsure of where to go for this. I am I am two-thirds sure on Everton. Does that make sense? Like yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think I think they'll get the win. West Ham have gone a bit flat, haven't they? Uh, they yeah. haven't won in the last four games, but three of them were draws. You know, they they just feel like they've lost a little bit of je ne sais quoi, to say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Everton, as you said, Tom, back on track. I do expect uh, Everton to win uh, at the 10 to 11. And I also think, Tom, you could possibly get Everton to win and both teams to score. West Ham have shown time and time again, Bowen, Antonio, etc., uh, Suchek, uh, they've got players that can nick a goal, and that is eleven to four. That is very tasty, I think. Okay, uh, yeah, I like this. Like the look of that. How about the second game then? That's Manu against Aston Villa. Uh, United eight to eleven for the win. Villa sixteen to five outsiders, as you'd expect, and the draw sixteen to five as well. Uh, this is a game where I could definitely see Manu getting the result, and again, both teams getting on the score sheet. Yeah, we've seen that Aston Villa, they're having an absolute cracking season, to be fair to them. They're up in fifth, uh, Manu in second, but Villa, you know, they've 
scored in four of the last five games. That includes three away at West Brom, three at home to Palace, one away at Chelsea, uh, one away at Wolves. But I feel like Manu have really got the bit between their teeth at the moment. Ollie's back at the wheel. Um, huh. And whilst I expect Villa to cause them a few problems, as I say, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they got on the score sheet. I think the form that Manchester United are in, um, particularly the way they easily dispatched of Leeds, scoring six past them at home, um, and then beat Wolves 1-0 in their last home game as well. So they're starting to turn around that poor home form they had at the start of the season. Uh, it's all clicking together quite nicely for them. So I, I would expect them to win. Yeah, um, totally agree. A couple of points I'll, I'll put uh, out there from my notes here. I just wrote Jack Grealish for Villa. That's all I wrote because when there's Grealish, there's a chance. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you, Tom. Could see Villa getting on the score sheet. But United, um, since the end of January this year, they have taken more Premier League points than any other team. So Oli is certainly moving in the right direction, and I'm with you. It's 21 to 10 for United to win and both teams to score. I like that a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, Saturday then, we've got Spurs Leeds. This on paper looks to be a cracker. Last time these two met was in 2013 in the FA Cup, so it's been a while. Spurs 17 to 20 to get the win, Leeds 14 to 5, and the draw. 14 to 5 as well. Um, I don't know which way this could go, to be honest. So I'm just going to go with both teams to score, play it nice and safe with that. Yeah. Uh, the price <laughs> the price for that one is 1 to 2, so it's not the best. But, you know, we've seen Tottenham struggling to keep a clean sheet at the moment in the last five games across all competitions. And they've conceded in all of them. That includes to, to Championship Stoke to Palace and to Wolves. So teams that aren't exactly performing particularly well. And then Leeds, whew, full of goals, yep. often at both ends. Um, as we've seen in the last four games, they've scored five twice and conceded six once. <laughs> so result-wise, I feel like when Leeds are involved at the moment, it could go absolutely anywhere, but, but goals follow. Yeah, and the bookies, the bookies know that, I think. Um the first thing that leapt off the page at me, Tom, it wasn't necessarily both teams to score, even though I do think that is a really good shout. But I think a, a safer option is over 2.5 goals. That kind of, for me, brings in, the, brings in the option for Leeds to get hammered, basically. <laughs> because I, I don't know what I'm going to get from this Leeds side and Tottenham as well, a little bit unpredictable. Uh, but over 2.5 is 4 to 9 so the bookies are certainly aware and in a, in a, and on the same page with us that this is going to be probably an entertaining game absolutely um a game which will probably be slightly less entertaining i think it's <laughs> fair to say is up next um and that's palace against sheffield united um no wins in 18 consecutive games for Sheffield United. They're priced at three to one to get a win here away at Palace. Uh, Palace 10 to 11 and the draw 12 to five. No wins in five for Palace themselves either, though. They're struggling a bit at the moment. Uh, on Twitter, Palace fans, it seems, are generally agreed that Sheffield United will win this game. 
incredible. That's that's the general consensus that I'm getting from them. Um, they're saying it will be typical Palace for Sheffield United to win their first game of the season away at away at the Selhurst Park. But yeah, to be honest, I I don't know about that. I don't know. Sheffield United look really poor, don't they? Terrible. They look absolutely awful. I think in the last two games have shown a, they've improved a little bit, but still no wins in sixteen. I can't go for anything in this game, Tom, other than under 2.5 goals, four yeah. to six for me. Um, I mean, Sheffield United are the lowest scorers in the league. Uh, they've scored eight goals in eight and 16 games, which is dreadful. And then you've got Crystal Palace, who are f- firmly in about fifth for goals scored um, they've scored 20 in 16 games. So we, we've spoke time and time again, Tom, about both these teams and their struggles going forward. And this one will be a dreadful watch, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree on the 2.5, definitely. However, I was having a little look at both teams to score. I know you've said how how low Sheffield United's uh, goals for stats are, but... Um, defensively, Palace without a clean sheet in 16 consecutive games and Sheffield United without a clean sheet in 18 consecutive games. So both sides on a a long run without keeping a clean sheet. That's why I was kind of casting an eye over potentially both teams to score uh, a one-all or something here. Okay, It is evens. So you're getting a really good price for both teams to score at evens. But that is, like you're mentioning, because... Sheffield United in particular have such trouble hitting the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, Brighton Wolves then is the 5.30 game on Saturday. 13-8 to for Brighton, 7-4 to for Wolves, 9-4 to for the draw. I uh, have no idea which way this one's going to go. No, I mean, Wolves just don't look the same without Jimenez, do they? Um, for me, it's not even that. It's I always think when you think of Wolves over the last couple of seasons, they've really been built on a solid foundation, a strong defence. You could really count on them for clean sheets if you're a fantasy football man. But mm-hmm. nine consecutive games without a clean sheet now. So that defence's solidity seems to have gone. And then obviously coupled with the loss of Jimenez, like you're saying, it's a double whammy. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like they are they are off the level uh, that we've come to expect. And they're kind of victims of their own success, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, because they've not actually been back in the Premier League that long. Um, so, yeah, they're victims of their own success. But, you know, I, with Jimenez, I'm back in Wolves here. But Fabio Silva, I, I don't want to get too harsh on him because he's only a teenager, but he doesn't look quite ready to lead the line for a Premier League side. And because of that, I just I can't go for Wolves. I, I can't do it. I just feel like I just feel like they're missing that that number nine to put the chances that Neto and Podents are gonna supply you. Yeah. Okay. Uh right then let's look at our final game which is West Brom against Arsenal. West Brom five to one, Arsenal four to seven and the draw three to one. Um, you'd think after the draw against Liverpool that West Brom got that um, 
they'd be bang up for Leeds. However, a 5-0 drubbing. Hmm. And I feel like it's kind of back to square one again for for Big Sam and West Brom. And I, I, I just don't trust them one bit. No. I Not think all. Arsenal, after their little mini revival, uh, victories over Chelsea and Brighton in the last two games, is a bit of pressure somewhat on Arteta. But yeah, I think 4-7 to seven for Arsenal is the way I'd go based on that. And how poor West Brom have been. Um, I, I still feel it's a, it's a touch short for Arsenal. I'd want more, but I, I would be siding with them. I've um, I've wrote here, Tom, on my notes that I did yesterday, last night. Um, I've just wrote S, H, and you can make up the rest, price. That's all I've wrote <laughs> for Arsenal because I want to back them and I think they'll win. But four to seven, four to seven. Arsenal in thirteen. Yeah. Come on, bookies. Dreadful price. But yeah, Arsenal for me. Um, West Brom going down. Good riddance to you. Don't like the way you run your club. Move on. <laughs> okay, so let's move to Sunday then. It's Bullham. Bu- Bu- I was going to say then. Bullham. Bullham. <laughs> Burnley <laughs> against Fulham. Fulham, uh, the away side, sorry, Burnley, the home side, 13 to 10. Fulham away, 21 to 10, and the draw, 9 to 4. Um, again, it's a it's a tough game to call. Um, under 2.5 is kind of the way I'm going here. Burnley, less than 2.5 goals in five of the last six games, and Fulham, five games in a row um, under 2.5 goals so that is kind of the angle I'm going down it's four to seven so again we're talking about that kind of price not being great uh, it's not but I'm not sure result wise are you no I'm uh, totally with you mate um, 10 of Burnley's games this season have been under 2.5 goals and nine of Fulham's have been under 2.5 goals and to put that into perspective Five of Burnley's have been over 2.5 and six of Fulham's have been over 2.5. So definitely the odds are in your favour, young man. And if we want to look at Turf Moor, Burnley, 71.43%. Five of their games have been under the 2.5 goals. And with Fulham as well, 71.43%, 71.43%, five away games have been under 2.5 goals. So all of the nice. statistics lean in towards a little bit of a tight affair. Uh, Burn, Burnley, obviously, Revival had a bit of a tough start, didn't they? But they're back on track. And, and Fulham are going down the we're going to be tough to beat uh, avenue, which is more than welcome for their fans. Four draws in a row. So, yeah, under 2.5 for me. Okay, cool. I like that. It's good stats there. Thank you, mate. Um, Newcastle Leicester, then, is the next one. So, Leicester are the favourites, four to seven. Four to seven's cropping up all over the place at the moment, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Uh, Newcastle, nine to two, and the draw, three to one. Um, Newcastle on the band list. Always a tricky team to bet for or against. and Leicester, a team that <laughs> I don't know what's, whether I'm coming or going with Leicester at the moment either, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, after wins away at Spurs, 
and uh, a draw at home to Manchester United. You'd think they'd follow that up by beating Palace, wouldn't you? And uh, they go and draw one all. So, bit of a coupon buster there. I've lost a bit of trust in it because of it. They should win this game away at Newcastle if we're going off form and everything. But, um, yeah, four to seven is too short for me to back for Leicester. Agreed. Um, again, Tom. Took it straight off my notes, mate. Uh, put, I didn't write the S word for this price. Uh, I just put that it was a little bit short. And Steve Bruce is going through one of those phases that he seems to have quite consistently where the fans want him out. And there's a bunch yeah. of memes about his uh, style of football on Twitter. And it just seems like fans are unhappy again at the moment. But I'm I'm sure it will pick up, but I don't think it will pick up this weekend. I wish the price was better, but I, I think Leicester will get the job done today. Well, not today. Yeah. Sorry. On the 3rd on the third of Jan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'll get a, a Foxes win. Yeah. Okay. Me too. So that brings us to the final game of Sunday, which is Chelsea against Manchester City. 19 to 10 for Chelsea. Uh, 11 to 8 for Manchester City and the draw 12 to 5. Uh, a lot of pressure has come on Frank Lampard in recent weeks. Uh, Chelsea, after a good start to the season, they've dropped down into sixth, um, six points off Liverpool at the top of the league. But Liverpool do have a game in hand. One win in the last six matches across all competitions. Uh, losses to Everton and Arsenal in there. I think for me, um, it's not. I'm not entirely convinced. I'm kind of, as we're saying, two-thirds of the way there. But for me, Manchester City, 11-8, um, it's a good price for City. Unbeaten in 10 consecutive games, still looking very strong at the back. Um, if they can introduce Sergio Aguero from the start in this game, I think that gives them a big advantage as well. Um, they're crying out for him to be back in that squad. Yeah, so for me, 11-8 to 8 for Manchester City, that's the way I'd be going based on how poor Chelsea have been and inconsistent recently. Yeah, I mean, this stat I'm going to read out doesn't sound great, but bear with me. Uh, Man City haven't lost since the 21st of November. Uh, that was a game against Tottenham in the league, uh, but that's actually 11 games now that they haven't lost in. Man City are back. Make no mistake, Man City are back. They're in the title race. I know they're eighth, and they are, I think, six points off Liverpool, but I am firmly believing that Man City are back and they are well in the title race. So, yeah, yeah I'm happy to back City all day against Lampard. And, yeah, Tom, I think the pressure comes. Last season, there was no pressure because there was a transfer ban. But now Frank's gone and spent two hundred and twenty million or whatever it was, and yeah, <clears throat> pressure's cranking up, and and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. Finally, then Monday, the fourth of January. I feel like we're geez, we're spanning a lot of days here, aren't we? We started yeah, we on are, New Year's yeah. Day. <laughs> started on New Year's Day. We're off on the fourth of January now. Yeah, it'll be Valentine's <laughs> Day soon. <laughs> um, final game. It's Southampton against Liverpool. Southampton four to one, Liverpool eight to thirteen, and the draw sixteen to five. Uh, where do you think this one's going to go? Do you trust Liverpool? Um, yeah, I should do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel 
I feel like looking at head-to-head -head games between these two sides, Liverpool have won six in a row. I know Southampton have been good this season, um, but they haven't won for four games now, uh, struggling to hit the back of the net as well. They scored just two goals in the last four games. So, yeah, I'm talking myself into it, it here. Yes, I do trust Liverpool. <laughs> I mean, you can spin it two ways. Liverpool's games, in their last uh, four games, they have drawn against West Brom and Fulham. If you want to stretch it to five games and be harsh and throw in the Michelin game, which was a dead rubber, They've drawn against them as well. Or, on the flip side, if you want to be positive, you can say in their last three games, they've beaten Tottenham at home and put seven past Palace. <laughs> so I, I don't know where, I don't know where, what side of the coin I'm on. Um, they're not the same as last year. They're definitely not at that level. And I understand they've had injuries, etc., but they're not quite there for me. Southampton worry, in terms of a betting perspective, Southampton just worry me. They're, yeah. they're a team that are more than capable of upsetting the apple cart. And again, 8-13 is, is short. I get it, it's the champions, but I want more, Tom. I want more. Hmm. Yeah, I can see why. I can understand why. I can, but, you know. I just want more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you want more. I think Liverpool will probably win. Let's uh, let's move on to the championship, shall we? Absolutely, yeah. Let's take it away. So, Tom, have you got any uh, New Year's resolutions for 2021? Uh, apart from uh, start the year off with some profit, uh, not really, Tom. Why? How about bringing sexy back? How does that sound as a... <laughs> A New Year's resolution. Do you know what, um, mate? That sounds wonderful. I'll let the wife know. <laughs> <laughs> well, with Manscaped and <laughs> their men's grooming products, you can bring sexy back and start 2021 <laughs> with a New Year's resolution that you de definitely want to keep. Uh, Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They're here to make sure you've got clean balls in the new year and make your tree stand taller and trim your bush. <laughs> I honestly, I couldn't think of a better sponsor for this pod. I absolutely love Manscaped. Uh, me too, me too. You can get 20% off all of Manscaped's excellent products. So that's things such as the Perfect Package 3.0, the Crop Preserver, which is the uh, anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturiser. They've got boxes on there, other kinds of merchandise, uh, nail, nail clipper sets, the Shed Travel Bag. Uh, lots of products for all your needs on there. Um, you can get 20% off with the code FBP20 at the checkout and free shipping to go with that. New year, new balls. New year, new balls, new you. So, yeah, uh, thank you to Manscaped as ever for their continued support of the pod. Tom, let's champ. Yeah, let's champ. So, um, I get us kicked off with the obvious. Let's, let's get it out of the way, shall we? I think the one that leaps off the page for all of us is probably Brentford at home to Bristol City. Uh, Brentford sat nicely in fourth in the league, unbeaten 
in 15 games at time of recording, uh, Bristol City really slumped after. I think they won, what, like five in a row at the start of the season? Yeah. Um, now they're down in 10th. Uh, they've only added five more wins to that in 22 games. So really starting to struggle now. Um, and you'd expect Brentford being at home, having all the form, and um, Bristol City away um, in really poor form. They've lost four of the last five games. I think Brentford should be a, pretty much a shoo-in to get the result uh, this weekend. Yeah. Price-wise, it's... I've not even read out the price. <laughs> price-wise, it's, it's it's okay. It's what you'd expect. It's about four to six. So. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fair price. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bristol City under a rookie manager in Dean Holden. Everything was flying, wasn't it? And now they kind of hit a wall and they're, they're back to reality a little bit, yeah. I think. Well, like one of the criticisms under Lee Johnson's Bristol City was that they were very streaky and it seems like perhaps they've not shaken that um, under Dean Holden. Oh, imagine. Maybe it's the players. Who would have thought yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can move on to what will be probably a bit of a flat game, I think. Preston, home to Nottingham Forest. In terms of result, I mean, you've got to be leaning towards Preston. They've won their last three home games in a row. But I'm not going to tip uh, the Lily Whites against Forest. Despite Forest you know, being largely poor and down in 21st, they haven't lost in the last four games and they're turning into a sticky team. They're turning into a team you don't want to play against um, because you know that it's going to be a tough game. You may beat them, but they're always... I feel like Forrest uh, are a bit more resilient than early mm. on in the season. Uh, but despite that resilience, I mean, Forrest... Uh, Forrester boring me to tears, to be honest, at the moment. Uh, three draws in a row, 1-1, 0-0, I just feel like they're going to go to Preston and they're going to be defensively minded, first of all. 4-6 to six for under 2.5 goals. Preston mm-hmm. upsetting the apple cart a little bit in terms of statistics on that, um, but two of their last three have been uh, under 2.5 goals, and like I said, um, in terms of Forest, four in a row. So, yeah, well, I think head to head is your friend here, mate. Uh, two point under two point five goals has happened in nine of the last ten games between Preston and Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that definitely backs you up. I, I agree with what you're saying. I don't think Forest will win, um, but yeah, we've not won a, we've not won against Preston home or away since 2016, which is nine games ago. So. Yeah, it's not been a particularly pleasant team for us to play, but yeah, I definitely think I could see like a one nil Preston, one or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I was to bet a result, I honestly would go nil nil. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, a game which I think should definitely have much more goals, considering the two teams involved. That's Norwich against Barnsley. Um, so I'm not going to look at the result-wise. I'm just going to go for goals here. Both teams have scored in eight of the last ten Norwich games and five of the last six Barnsley games. And they've also been over 2.5 goals in eight of the last nine Barnsley games as well. So 
Um, Barnsley have got this tendency where they concede first, then either draw or or win. Um, they've got quite a lot of points recently from falling behind. But yeah, I just think one, both teams to score, four to six is what you'd expect considering the, the goal stats for the teams involved. And then over 2.5 is a bit better. It's four to five. So either of those, I think, will probably come in. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if Norwich won this by 2-1, 3-1, something like that. But I definitely think Barnsley are capable of getting on the score sheet. Agreed. Uh, whenever I see Norwich and whenever I see Barnsley, I always think goals and both teams to score, etc. So when they come together, you know, it's uh, yeah. something that I'm, I'm all, all on board for. Uh, let's talk about another both teams to score and you know a tough game for both sides. It's Huddersfield and Reading. Um, two clubs that I can't really get behind, to be honest with you, but this will be a really entertaining game. Uh, Huddersfield up in 12th. Carver Howell's doing a really good job. Um, they, they're very dangerous. They're very dangerous, Huddersfield. Uh, they've They've beaten Blackburn and Watford in their last three games and thrown in an away defeat to Barnsley, which was both teams to score, Tom, just to add that uh, to your list. And Reading, on the other hand, again, very up and down, but always there's always goals involved with these two sides. So Reading, uh, there's been both teams to score in four of their last five. And then for Huddersfield, two of their last three. So we're going to go down the goals market again with this. Uh, we're going to go for um, over 2.5 goals, which is a very tasty 6-5. to five. I quite like that. And then both teams to score is 4-5. to five. So very nice odds for two teams that are very forward thinking. Yeah, I didn't realise until looking at this game, Huddersfield have actually won five in a row at home. Yes, scoring at least scoring two at on each occasion, at least two on each occasion. Yeah, so yeah, really, they've got, really strong at home, haven't they? Yeah, they've got really. Sorry, yeah, I didn't read that out because I was kind of focusing on the goal market, but but yes, uh, they've been really good at home. Reading missing one or two key guys, Mate and Lucas Zhao didn't play in the last game. Not sure on the severity, but it shouldn't matter. Um, yeah, really fancy goals in that one. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, right, so no more from me in the champ. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to cover off or should yeah, I go to league I, one? I've just got one more, Tom. Um, it's an under 2.5 goals. Um, it's four to nine. So it's we're not going to spend too much time on it. But yeah, um, Millwall, Coventry. Coventry, are they've turned into this really resolute side. And Millwall want to be better than they are, but they, they're just not. Uh, Millwall have drawn seven of ten games at home and have played seven in a row without winning. This one will be a dreadful watch and under 2.5 goals. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, right, League One then. Um, I didn't find this the easiest league to bet on uh, for this weekend, mm-hmm. but I do have a couple of things. Uh, firstly, for me, I like the look of Oxford United, much improved. Uh, their way at Burton Albion, the price at 10 to 11 to get the win. Um, looking at Burton, they currently sit rock bottom of the league, just two wins 
from their 21 games and they've conceded 45 goals in all of their games. So that's the highest in the league. Oxford, after really struggling initially, they've won three on the spin. They've moved up into 15th. They've got a couple of games in hand on a few of the teams above them. Uh, so that could look a lot rosier for them if they continue their current form. But just for me, Burton are leaking goals left, right, centre. In the last three games they've played, uh, 3-1 against Doncaster, 5-1 against Lincoln and 4-3 against Wigan. So highly entertaining, <laughs> but they're on the wrong end of everything. Um, so the improved form that Oxford are in, like I mentioned, three wins coming against Northampton, Wimbledon and Plymouth. Uh, so teams down there, much like Burton are, I think Oxford can get a fourth win on the spin. Yeah, Jake Buxton obviously departing the club. Uh, so they're not going to have a, a manager in the dugout, I don't think, by the time this one kicks off either. So, yeah, really troubling times for Burton. However, you know, a bit of perspective is needed, I think. Uh, Burton should not be in League One. Let's, let's be real. In terms of their budget yeah, yeah. and the size of their club, etc., they shouldn't be there, but they've been there and beyond. And mm-hmm. it's been amazing what they've done, but now they're going through a bit of a, a bit of a reality check, perhaps, and you know, a big challenge. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, Tom, I lick my lips when I see top of the league at three to four. I love it. Where, where, whatever league, if I see top of the league, three to four, I'm immediately interested. So Lincoln are away at Wimbledon this weekend. Wimbledon have had a very tough uh, run, really. They, they haven't won in the last four and have only won one of their last six. And they've got top of the league, as I mentioned, coming to town. Lincoln have won three in a row uh, away from home. And they've won two on the spin uh, after they had a little bit of a wobble against Sunderland and Shrewsbury. They, they bounced back with a 4-0 win over Northampton. And as you mentioned, Tom, a 5-1 win over Burton. So I would caveat this by saying that Lincoln's recent results haven't been against the best opposition. But I think these two teams are quite far apart in quality. And three to four, I just, I don't know if I can resist that, Tom, to be honest. Yeah, yeah no, it's a very good price. It's a very good price. Um, and I agree with you. I think Lincoln can definitely get another win this weekend. Um, big blow for Lincoln if Forrest do record Brennan Johnson, which is rumoured. Yeah, that would be massive. Um, Forrest but I don't think that will be for this game anyway. That's just... A, yeah, yeah, yeah. A future, a future concern. Yeah, yeah, future concern for Lincoln. But yeah, anyway, um, one more for me uh, is Plymouth against Gillingham. And I'm looking here at over 2.5 goals in the game. The price for that is four to five, which is pretty good considering that the last seven games consecutively between these two sides have been over 2.5 goals. And also in Plymouth, in six of Plymouth's last seven games in the league they've also had over 2.5 goals so it seems like when these two sides meet the games generally are pretty entertaining um the last three fixtures over the last couple of years you've had a 5-2 a 3-1 a 3-1 
Um, so generally goals involved whenever these two sides play each other. So yeah, for me, four to five for again over two point five goals to happen uh, seems pretty decent. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it, man. I mean, I don't mean to shortchange any fans of League One, but wow, in terms of you know a betting podcast that we are. God, God, it's a it's a tough league. I don't have anything else, unfortunately. I don't know if you've got anything else you want to squeeze in. Nothing. I feel bad, but it's just not League One's week for us. No. Completely agree. Um, so let's move to League Two. And if I'm entirely honest, it's not really League Two's week either. <laughs> more, more of the same? <laughs> From what I've got anyway, um, it's more of the same. I'll I'll start with one. It's Crawley against Bolton, or Bolton against Crawley, if we're being proper about it, as Bolton are the home side. Um, I'm just going to look at both teams to score here, and the price for that is eight to eleven, and that is solely based off the fact that Crawley have had nine consecutive games, both teams scoring, and they haven't kept a clean sheet in eleven. Um, so. It just seems like whenever Crawley are involved, both teams score. So for me, 8-11 to 11 for that trend to continue is not a bad price. And I feel like what's impressive about Crawley is that despite both teams scoring in nine consecutive Crawley matches, they're, they're, they're unbeaten in eight of those. Mm. So uh, <laughs> they are conceding, but they're not losing. Yeah, interesting times there. Tom, I am going to tip a team that hasn't won in the last six. Go on, yeah. You comfortable with that? Give me your reasoning. (laughs) Cheltenham. Oh, God, that scares the life out of me. Cheltenham. This team is too good, and Michael Duff is too good of a manager for this to continue. This is probably the poorest form that they've shown under him uh, during his whole tenure. They're playing away at Harrogate, and I think... I'm happy to. I'm happy to back Tom. You know when you're at the casino, right? Yeah. And you're playing roulette, and it's yeah. black, 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 black. You have two options. You either try and break the mold and know that it can't be black forever, or you try mm-hmm. and ride black for as long as possible. Yeah. Right. I'm. I'm on the red side at the moment. I'm. This. This is not going to last forever. And the next spin is going to be red. Right? <laughs> okay. That's that's my analogy. Harrogate have won one game at home this season. They've played six home games in a row without winning. On the road, they look pretty, pretty handy. You know, they've beaten Exeter and Oldham, for example, just to make my tip sound even scarier. Um, but, as I said, this will turn, and I'm happy to back Cheltenham again. I still think they'll get promoted. I still think they can win the league and I'm going for Cheltenham at 23 to 20 on the road. It's a good price, isn't it? It's it is a, a good great price. price. Yeah. Make no mistake, good... this is one of the best teams in this league. They're just going through a really bad spell. I agree. No, I completely agree. I just feel like they've been the coupon busters for the last few weeks. So for that, for that reason alone, I'm really hesitant to bet on them. But I completely agree that it's got to turn around for them soon. 
Yeah, they're too good. But yeah, uh, a good good friend of the pod, uh, Eduardo, tweeted has tweeted me I think twice in probably two weeks saying that Cheltenham are costing. So he's probably yeah. going to be tearing his hair out, but uh, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna turn eventually. Yeah, it will do. It will do. Uh, okay, one more, not one more for me, uh, but I have another one. Newport County at home to South End. Newport are priced at one to two for the victory. This is top of the league against bottom of the league. Don't be deceived though, because South End have uh, had a bit of an uptick in their performances. Uh, they've lost us one of the last five. However, I don't want to put anyone off, but I do think Newport should win this game fairly comfortably. Um, They've got the second best home record in the league, have Newport. They've not won in their last four games, but they've got too much quality here against this South End side. I thoroughly believe that that Newport are going to show their quality and come through, get a win on the board, continue their strong home form at one to two. Poof. You talk about you talk about my scary tips. I couldn't. I couldn't disagree anymore here. <laughs> I couldn't disagree anymore. No? Um, no, I'm not going against South End at the moment. No, they just lost to Leighton Orient. Come on. And what did they do before that? Yeah, but if you're looking at away, you know they're away to one of the best teams in the league. South End have got the worst away form in League Two. You can't play re- ten. You can't read. Play ten. 1-1, scored three goals in 10 away games. They're, they're, Newport are going to have them. No, you can't read into that because it's basically two different teams. Southend at the start of the season were possibly the worst team in the EFL, possibly in the Vanarama. But <laughs> things have changed and you can't read into, into that form, Tom, because that takes into account the first bit of the season when they were basically absolutely dreadful i don't even know the word for how bad they are but now they're a different team now they're a different do you know what i'm gonna i haven't even wrote this down but i'm gonna live on the pod get a price for South you End's price? double chance 11 to, 8. 11 to 8 there you go that's what i think you should be betting 11 to 8 We'll head to head on the pod. We'll see what happens. <laughs> head to head. We'll revisit this next week. Um, yeah, in terms of in terms of the other games, Tom, it's it's a stinker. It's a stinker yeah. this week. It's it's hard to tip. Have you you got anything else for the profit chasers? Nothing strong, to be honest. No, There's I think so I've many games that. that that are on a coin toss. I think for me. I agree, I agree. So I reckon we're best just leaving it there and uh, looking th- looking through the bomb-proof trebles. All right, yeah. So wasn't the best of weeks for the boys on the pod, unfortunately. Um, the traditional treble where we just had three teams to win ended up being a double uh, because Portsmouth game against Swindon and uh, subsequently their next couple games have been postponed because of the COVID outbreak there. Uh, so we had Lincoln to beat Burton at home. They won 5-1. And then the uh, game that we were banking on for some value was Norwich away at Watford. And Watford, unfortunately, won 1-0. Yeah, that was a shame. Um, for our special treble, which was an over 2.5 goals treble, uh, it started off well. Brentford against Cardiff. 
We needed that over 2.5 and it finished 3-2 to Brentford. However, it did go downhill in League One. We needed Oxford against AFC Wimbledon uh, over 2.5. That finished 2-0 to Oxford. Frustratingly, it was 2-0 after 22 minutes. Uh, no further goals there. And then finally in League Two, Crawley against Newport County. Uh, again, that finished one all, so one goal short there. That was one all after 23 minutes. So two games where two goals were scored really quickly and uh, nothing after, which mm. was disappointing. Yeah, it's pretty agonising, that. Yeah. But a new week brings new opportunities. So if you are new to the show, this is the part where me and Tom put together all of our tips, insight, uh, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, into a couple of trebles that we uh, will be backing ourselves. And if you want to join us, that that's up to you. Uh, £10 stakes is what we normally put on, but we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. So please gamble responsibly uh, and head to betaware.org uh, if you need any additional support there. So, Tom. Uh, what have you got for the profit chasers this week in terms of a special treble? So for the both teams to score treble, um, we're going to start in the champ. Norwich against Barnsley, four to six for both teams to score. Then in League One, Plymouth, Gillingham, again, four to six for both teams to score. And finally, in League Two, Bolton against Crawley. This one is eight to 11. So £10 example stake on that returns £50, 37 pence. Yeah, love it, Tom. Um, can you repeat the profit again? Because I missed it when I was recording the notes. 50, 37. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Just to reiterate that for the profit chasers. All right, lovely. Hopefully we've got some entertaining games there so we can, uh, yeah, so we can get that all in the bank. So let's go towards the traditional treble. Uh, so this one is just going to be three teams to win. Um, you know, no, no fancy both teams to score over here. This is your your meat and uh, meat and two veg. This is. Uh, so we're going to start off in the Premier League. We're going to go for Man United uh, at home to Aston Villa. They're eight to eleven, and then we're going to drop into League One. For some action there, we're going to go for Oxford United away at Burton Albion. They're 10 to 11. And then we are going to go for Lincoln away at Wimbledon, who are 3 to 4. And that will return you off £10, 60.59. Nice. That's a good, strong treble. I like it. I think they'll all win. I, I think it's criminal we've not put Brentford in it, though. You think? Yeah. I think that's a bank banker of the weekend for me. But really, yeah. But but I do think the teams you've picked should also win. Thanks. You're setting me up for failure there, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so so um yeah, guys, if you do get oh, mate, actually, why don't why don't you put South End to draw or win against Newport County in it as well? Why didn't you put Newport in yours? Both te- uh, Newport to win and both teams to score. Why don't you do that? <laughs> Listen, mate, uh, South End are tough, tough nut to crack these days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, as I said, if you get on any of the uh, bets, everybody, 
please send us in your bet slips. We love seeing them. Even if you make your own treble uh, from what we've read out, we would love to see what you guys are backing this weekend. Yeah, let's have a quick look at fantasy. Um, one of the rare weeks recently where I've actually gone up. I've seen a green arrow for what feels like the first time in about 10 weeks. That's good. Yeah, um, lifted me to the lofty heights of 128th in the league. How about you? I'm 176th, and I'll be honest with you, I'm absolutely done with this game. I'm sick of it. That's what I feel like. I'm absolutely sick. It's so hard. I feel like this season, every decision I make is the wrong one. Uh, Yeah, like, I I just, I'm really struggling. (laughs) I'm so so bad at this game. I just... Fair play to the people that are doing well because I find it very difficult. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, let's read out the names of the people who are doing far, far better than us. Uh, we'll go from 10th to 1st. So we've got Kyle Johnston, David Arias, Footy Links, Vincent Rayner, Owen Fagan, David Doherty, Scott Strang, Matlock Cooper, Andrew Jones and Paul Fraser. A uh, couple of new names, I think, in that top yeah. 10. Yeah, I was just about to say one or two uh, new people yeah. there. Yeah. So if you have got a fancy football team, guys, the prize, if you finish top of our league, come the end of the season, is a £20 free bet. Uh, 217 people in the league, and you will join wherever you deserve to be based on your current current points tally. Um, yeah, so please do grab the code off us and uh, join the league. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to uh, keep this league growing. And obviously, if you join it, then you'll automatically be in for next season as well. So we're currently at 217 teams, which is which is awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, Tom puts the league code, as, as mentioned, in the uh, podcast description. But if he hasn't done so and you'd like to get it, which a couple of people of you have done so, reach out on Twitter. T underscore FB podcast is the place to be. Uh, Enjoy Twitter uh, exclusive betting tips uh, that we largely do in midweek. Join in the debate. Uh, Enjoy the Manscaped player of the day where we're featuring uh, a player with an appropriately uh, nether region name. So enjoy things like Michael Ball and Robin Cock, for example. (laughs) Uh, join that feature uh, Facebook as well facebook.com slash football betting podcast and if you want to email us with any inquiries questions perhaps even a complaint that Tom's going against Southend football betting podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and if you have enjoyed the show guys uh, the best thing that you can do for us is to leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts yeah so that pretty much wraps it up I think Tom I think so, yeah. So um, have a great new year, or hope you've had a great new year, depending on whenever you're listening to this show. But um, yeah, hope we get some, hope let's start 2021 off with a bang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thanks for everything in 2020. Uh, Although it was a difficult year, I'm just talking in the podcast term, we had a really good year. So 2020 was great for the pod. and yeah, thanks for all the support. We It's cliche. Everyone says this, but genuinely, we, we couldn't do it without the listeners. So we really, Absolutely. really appreciate it. We do. 
Um, so yeah, thanks guys. And again, have a great new year and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers.